There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And uh, Wisconsin wants to lower their drinking age, Bradley? Yeah, so a bill moving through Wisconsin State House would lower its drinking age to 19. That's a move the person who sponsored the bill hopes will undercut college binge drinking uh, in a state that's already booze-soaked. I'm assuming <laughs> the rationale here is if we start people drinking earlier, they won't feel like it's such a naughty thing. Hence, you won't have as much binge drinking. What do you think? 651-641-1071. Should we lower the drinking age or should Wisconsin rather? Because that, that is... Minnesota just got liquor stores open on Saturday. Yeah, like It'll I feel never like we're happen a, here. about a decade off uh, <laughs> Wisconsin. In fact, for those... Who don't know, and I'm, I was just lo- looking to see if it was referenced in this article, I don't think. But I remember my mother, you know, grew up in Wisconsin, and they had a drinking age of 19 until a certain period of time. Yeah, okay, so there's a couple things, because I watched a report on this this morning. And again, to weigh in, 651-641-1071. Um, I saw a report on this earlier this morning, and one of the things that is cited for the reasoning for this bill is to, um, if if... Uh, they lower the drinking age to 19. It takes some of law enforcement's focus off busting people for drinking under age. So they sure. can, of course, then yep. talk about the real It's issues. kind of like making, you know, drugs uh, legal, like legalizing marijuana. Then you don't have cops having to bust people for, you know, carrying pot around. Um, I was also going to say that this all stems or, or comes down to at the end of it. Uh, that they don't lose federal funding because uh, the federal government could cut off some funding if Wisconsin went ahead and decided to do this. Um, so ultimately, you know, they would have to make sure uh, that that does not happen. In fact, I think they have to get a waiver um, to keep themselves from losing a bunch of federal funding. But interesting nonetheless, and certainly we could have the whole conversation about when uh, legalization should occur. I just wanted to mention one other thing um, that people may not be aware of, especially if you live in Minnesota. Not everybody knows this, but I saw this in this report earlier today as well, that at present there is like you, if you are a parent or an adult with a 19 year old child, son, daughter, not a child, they're adults, but um, and you allow them to drink at certain bars where it's okay with the bar owners, yeah. You are protected by the law. So 19-year-olds can drink legally if they're in the right place with the right people with the right permission for what it's worth. Yeah. Just I just think that that's sort of an interesting caveat that I had not I actually didn't know that uh until I saw this report this morning. 
Should we get to the phones? Let's do it. All right, let's see what John has to say. Hi, John. Hi there. How you doing? Good. What do you want to share about uh, legalizing the drinking age at 19? Well, actually, you covered it. I was thinking they just wanted to overcompensate for losing the revenue on our Sunday opening liquor stores. But I'm thinking you're shot about for their claim about uh, making it not so naughty in college. Uh, might go a little distance because they do go crazy, and we all know it. So good for you guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks, John, for making those points. You're welcome. Um, John makes the point that, you know, um, it, it could very well be that, you know, this this could prevent um, some underage drinking. I, I, I don't think anything is as easy as that. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. changing the law to 19 is going to stop binge drinking because I think you still have people whose brains are not fully formed making uh, decisions about you know, a, a drug. Mm-hmm. So like they're, they're probably still going to be that problem. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think, you know, I don't personally, and I, you should know, I don't drink and have had problems with alcohol from my perspective. I don't think it's a bad idea because I don't think you're going to have any more or less of the problems you're going to have with alcohol just because the right. drinking age is 19. Right. Yeah. Let's go to uh, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Hi. What do you, do you want to really- share? Oh my gosh, this like totally hit me when you said this. So I have a student, I have a child, a young man who just turned 21. He goes to a Wisconsin school. And I have to say that the binge drinking that goes on because they can't go in the bars, thus they don't have to pay a lot of money to get the quantity of alcohol that they can suddenly consume is huge. Mm. I mean, it's huge where now that my son is 21 and he goes into the bars, he's like, man, it's expensive. There he goes. I don't know why people drink a lot in the bars. And, but all of a sudden it stopped his drinking Yeah, because he realized, and it was just, I mean, it was crazy. The amount of alcohol that I would go for parents weekend that these kids were just consuming out of keg parties. Mm-hmm. And it's because they couldn't go to the bars. Well, and, and no matter yeah, go ahead. No, Sorry. I was just going to say, you don't have somebody at a keg party, and not that those are going to go away necessarily, no. but but you at least would get the experience of having somebody say, yeah, no, you're not going to have another drink because you, you're done. And that happens at a bar in a way that it's not happening at a college party, right. probably. Yeah, yeah. That is. Thank yeah. you so much for uh, for that point. That's a really good point, um, because when I think back to myself in college, she's right. I just didn't have the money to be... Buying well, yeah, bar beverages. We all, you, know, you just had to pay for a red solo cup, mm-hmm. right? And right. Then Five bucks. However much you could fill that sucker up. And yeah. oh my God, I remember the first time I drank in college and that was not a good experience. Okay. Uh, Let's next. go to Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Hey, I hope I don't lose you, but I was thinking it'd be a good idea. And process beer only, no hard liquor. Ah. That's what the bill says. Yeah, okay, so that's a good. You got to remember, it's not hard liquor; it's only beer. That's a good point. That is a really good point. Thank and I, you, and Daniel. And I think that's probably a uh, you know that's that's probably a good thing. Uh, you know, some of the people that are actually opposed to lowering the drinking age would be mothers against drunk drivers. They're worried about you know younger people with booze in their system uh, when they're when they're driving. So that's understandable, mm-hmm. right? Um, again, though, I wonder if you know you'd find that the numbers went up. Or they stay the same, or maybe they go down. Yeah, it's interesting because you know when you brought up mothers against drunk driving, and you and you think about the drunk driving, or the and we we're already dealing with again people with a undeveloped prefrontal cortex. That is the decision making part of your brain, the executive function. 
when that already isn't all the way online yet and you're adding then booze and then you're adding a decision about whether or not to drive, that's a lot of places where a lot can go wrong. Yeah. So I understand their perspective as well. Let's go to Terry. Hi, Terry. Hi. Actually, you're just addressing what I was going to say. I was a, a drug and alcohol counselor for years in a school setting and in a hospital. And Bradley, you probably know this, too, if you've gone through treatment. I know you don't drink anymore, but that's what happens. You know, the younger you are, the less that your frontal lobe is developed. And it doesn't fully develop till you're about 25. Yep. So if you're adding alcohol to that poor decision-making of younger people, you know, they're going to make even worse decisions. And granted, if they want to get alcohol, they're going to get it. But, you know, why make it easier for them? Yeah. Now, and trust me, I know because I was there and I did a lot of stupid things yeah. in my early 20s um, because at that time, it was, the drinking age in Michigan was 18. Mm. And trust me, we did some dumb stuff. Yeah. And looking back, I wish it would have been different. Yeah. Because it would have been tougher for us. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely Thanks, right. Terry. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I would say, um, too, like, it does make me think, yeah, you have to worry about the binge drinking in college. But I will say there was some safety in being uh, drinking illicitly on campus in a way that we weren't at a bar and then had to figure out a way to get home. Right. Like, you could walk everywhere. And it was, yeah. I do have to say that my mom used to, what Terry just said made me think of my mom's, like, wisest words, which were... We don't have to, as a parent or, you know, as an adult or as the people who are making the rules, we don't have to make it easier for you to make bad decisions. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, maybe, right. you know, that may, might just be the function of the law. I'm just saying. Uh, when we come back, Paul McGuire Grimes is in studio. He's seen some movies this week. He's going to tell gonna us tell if we're us making bad decisions. If we're making bad decisions. Exactly. On the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. One of the biggest stories of this year. Paul McGuire Grimes is in the house to tell us about movies on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. And that's Paul McGuire Grimes from Hello. Paul's Trip to the Movies. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me again. Well, thanks for showing up. So I don't know what order you were going to go in, Paul, but I just I just asked you a question off the air because I was really excited about the murder on uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. It's a remake of a Agatha Christie classic. It was a 1974 version that came out oh, directed by Sidney Lumet. So many wonderful actors. Amazing, yeah. But you hesitated and asked some... me if I wanted to uh, wait. And I said, uh -oh. yes. So tell me. So I will say that I was very disappointed <gasps> in this oh, movie. Yeah. Okay, so it's Kenneth Branagh. He's directing it, producing it, starring in it as, you know, Detective Poirot. And he needs to figure out the who done it when one of the passengers aboard the Orient Express is murdered. And of course, the train gets derailed and stuck in this snowstorm. So it's a matter of are other passengers going to end up being killed off? Okay. So why were you disappointed? Yeah, okay. that's the big so question. So let's talk about this cast. So we have Kenneth Branagh, Johnny Depp, Michelle Pfeiffer, Judy Dench, Penelope Cruz, Josh Gad, Daisy Ridley, Willem Dafoe, just to name a few. I mean, seriously, I mean, that's a lot of names. This is a lot of names, a stacked cast. And you would hope and expect that they would be utilized well because they all have quirky personalities and bring their own thing to the table. And almost all of them have nothing to do in this movie. 
Like when I go to a murder mystery, I want to waffle back and forth on, wait, who did it? Did this person do it? Yeah, you want to be believing that very likely all of them could have done it. And you don't know until the last moment when Poirot says, "Eh, (laughs) and then you're like, I had no idea. Right. Well, I never waffled back and forth. And that's not because I knew the ending. I actually didn't know the ending. I've never read the book. So I was going along and I thought these actors are just here and they're standing around the train. The only one that I felt like was having fun was Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm. She just brings her delicious Michelle Pfeiffer, like in that kind of fabulous way. I think she was so damn happy to have a role. Have you heard her press around this? No, but she had a great role in Mother, too. So I think it's like she's back and having her career gain. And I think she's looking. What did she say in the press? Well, she basically has said, you know, in interviews that she um, she went away for a while. Yeah. Right. And she and that's why she said, you know, I took some time to raise my children and people would come to me and they would say, I've got this great role for you. And I would turn it down. And all of a sudden they just stopped coming. And so, you know, she. She sort of uh, she sort of admits that that it wasn't necessarily on purpose that she slowed that far down or that she couldn't come back so quickly and easily when it was time to come back. Yeah. And I'm glad she is back because she elevates any movie. And whenever Mm -hmm. she came on screen, I was like, oh, yes, I love your character. I just love what you're doing. And I think Kenneth Branagh gets too distracted with playing Poirot because he's such an eccentric kind of detective. He's got this really wispy, like bushy mustache thing. Did you ever watch? Were you a fan of the um, the David Suchet Poirot, Colleen? That's a blind Mm-mm. spot for me. No, my, my mom was though. I mean, does that help? Like Diane loves. Of course, it. Diane does yeah. because Diane and I are the same person. It's creepy and weird. But I'm telling Bradley you, Bradley is my mother. I'm telling you, I think they're available on Netflix. I'm sure, or BritBox. Or BritBox. Oh, God, I, now I just want to go watch like hours thing, of Poirot. Like, well, good news, I, you have a whole weekend. I my feel dear. like if. If you had never seen Murder on the original movie or even read the book or knew nothing about Agatha Christie, if you were new to this, you should have seen this movie and gotten into it, wanting to read more of it. And I don't think that this movie does that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it brings into a new generation. Not saying that it needs to be like topical or in present day. Like not that's not it at all, but the younger whippersnappers like should get excited about a, a classic yeah. murder mystery who done it. And this mm-hmm. movie just doesn't do it. Oh, uh, who done it? It doesn't do it. It doesn't matter. It, <laughs> it didn't do and it. And it was like it slow. It. it was so slow. The pacing was lacking in energy. I was like, let's pick this up. It and looked visually very appealing. Well, and I it th- does look kind of pretty. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you've got the snowy mountains. I just don't think it's shot well either. Oh, oh well. all right. Jeez. Well. Okay. So how many tickets? I'm giving stops? it two out of five. Uh, I think when you read reviews of it, you'll see a lot of that mixed reaction. People like me that just thought it was bad and other people that just. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Kind of didn't care and went along with it. All right. Well, all right. Okay. So we'll, we'll see you, Bradley. Womp, womp. I'll probably wait.
Okay, so what's next? I have a home release. What is it? It's Cars 3. <gasps> OMG! I'm so excited that I, this is out. Yes, it is. So I, you know, Cars for me has never been top tier Pixar. Mm-hmm. I don't know Cars. Like Cars are not, like I'm, the movie. I mean, You're not like, friends with Cars. I'm not friends with Cars. Yeah. <laughs> so I went into this like, okay, let, you know, race car track. And I really like the premise. So we're seeing that Lightning McQueen is kind of seeing his final days um, as a race car. Because the sport is changing. So he wants to go out for one last ride. And he's now finding himself in the mentor role when this young, you know, female car is wanting to have a new career. Okay. I I do have to say I am a Cars fan. Okay. Um, because I had children in, right. in the first Cars era. Right. And uh, I have a son who sort of obsessively um, gets into certain cinema and then we watch it over and over and right. over again. And he was very young. And so I watched that movie a hundred times. The first At one. least. Yes. Loved it. Cars 2, horrible. Cars 3, redeemed you, the dumb franchise. Good, because you took the kids. Yes. And did they all like it? They did. And they all were engaged in it. And you know what I loved? The woman... Christella Alonzo. The the lady car, mm-hmm. she is like the hero. Oh, completely. Yeah. She like brings fun and zest and high energy like you should in an animated movie. Yeah. She was the breakout star. She, for me, brought what Alan did to Dory yes. in the Finding Nemo yes. movies. So how many tickets I'm giving it three and a half out of five. The animation is amazing. Like, it looks so realistic. I was like, did wow. Just clap? Yeah, I did, because I'm excited. That's, yeah, good. Clap. I, I'm we'll pro- that'll probably tell be playing at my house this weekend. Cars is literally the best ride at Disneyland. Oh, See? really? Yeah. Yeah, Actually, it's a just it's a good darn story. Disney California Adventure. Was Paul, the best thank Colleen, you so much. Thank you for having me. You can see Paul uh, or hear him on his uh, all stream all things streaming podcast on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. We've got some crazy, stupid idiots here on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And these are your crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. Uh, Can we go to Alaska first? Alaska fires? Okay, when you go to like, let's just say like you are walking into the Target and you see the motorized shopping carts that are, you know, like mobility scooters with the cart on the front. Yeah. And you know that those are not for you because you don't have a problem being able to walk through the store, right? Yeah. But you you always have secretly wanted to try it, right? Oh, duh. Okay, right? Real talk. Real talk. We've all wanted to get on one of those things. Well, this guy in Alaska, he did. He wanted to get on one of those things, and so he did get on one of those things. And? And he tried to steal one of those things. Let's think about those things. How fast do you think those go? Probably not fast, like no. three miles an hour. You can run faster than a motorized grocery cart. And that was his that was his fatal error. He tried to make off with it as he rode down <laughs> through the parking lot. 
The, the battery didn't even make it through the parking lot. <laughs> he stole the shopping cart. You know, the people pe- <laughs> don't think things all the way through. It's not that hard. By the way, it got stuck in the snow. He got through the parking lot. He tried to get into like a go over like a snowy area to continue Which to ride off happen. into the sunset. And yeah. it got stuck and ran out of batteries. And of course, then the cops were able to like, catch up with him. I can see. I can catch. Yeah. Yeah. We're just I... walking next to you, sir. Um, he's told cops when they caught up with him, when they said, why? Did you make off with this cart? He said he was just riding the cart to have some fun. Uh, he was arrested and charged with felony theft. <laughs> I um I would just suggest that you get your own cart and ride around uh, at your leisure, or just ride around the store. I mean, yes, it, it's the tough thing about that is like I know I get the urge because who hasn't had that urge before? But those really are for people who need them. And so, you know. But I'm saying like, okay, just pretend you hurt your leg. Fine. Just don't do it for a long time. Do you know this story? My husband broke his foot once. Um, He fell down the steps. My kids think it's hilarious. One of my children left a a Darth Vader Lego collection on the steps. And my husband was... um, it's a long story. Spying on the neighbors. It's fine. What? Well, because remember, we used to have some interesting neighbors yeah. at my house. And uh, I think they were doing drugs. But yeah. Oh, they definitely were doing drugs. And my husband was in the middle of the night trying to spy on them. And so he ran down the steps and slipped on one of the, the Legos and broke his foot. And it was over like a holiday break. And we oh had work off. And we took the kids to Mall of America to go to Nickelodeon Universe. And he had to get one of those carts. It was... I was jealous of him the whole time. Oh, I'm I was like, sure. the kid, like a kid would get on his lap and the twins were really small at the time. So they would climb up on his lap and he would just beep, beep, drive them to the next ride. But never fast enough. That's the only thing with those I carts. Know. I don't think they go fast enough. Yeah, but who cares? I mean, at the time my kids were going on those little kitty rides that didn't go fast either. It was probably cheaper to just let them ride yeah, on just... his lap on the scooter. <laughs> and if you go to a place that has a lot of scooters, you're not harming anyone. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to rent it, right? I mean... They don't do a test. No, they're not like, show us your medical certificate, sir. Yeah. Um, What's going on over there? All right, ready? I'm watching some movies. Okay, good. Well, (laughs) focus and tell us about your crazy, stupid idiot. Actually, no, it's, uh, there is audio with this one. If you click on the link uh, to that particular story, Mm -hmm. if you go to the bottom of that page, there is some audio. Mm -hmm. And this story is seasonally appropriate. A woman is going to tell you about a very seasonally appropriate robbery that occurred recently in Oklahoma. Here it comes. We get all kinds of people in, um, but we've never really felt threatened or worried. We're really comfortable in our store. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon and it was shift change. And I was at the register here and I was counting it down. And a guy walked in, he had on a hat and sunglasses. And he said, give me the money. I didn't think much of it. And we kept, I kept counting the money down and um, he came closer and he came at the register and he was like, no, give it to me. He was pulling on the register that way and she was pulling on it this way. And I just grabbed a bottle of Bailey's pumpkin spice and um, I looked at Sarah and she just said, hit him. So I hit him over the head with it and um, he just stopped and he backed up and he turned around and walked out the door. Oh, I wouldn't be afraid to hit him again, no. (laughs) 
So pumpkin <laughs> spice actually doing something worthy of attention. I love it. Pumpkin spice saved the day. Not destroying all our flavor uh, profiles, but uh, actually saving people from uh, crime. Preventing I love crime. This. Isn't that awesome? I love that. So literally, uh, the the guy comes in and uh, she you know grabs a weapon. She grabs a Bailey's pumpkin spice. Something tells me Bailey's is probably happy. Also, they do have some who is sturdy the bottles. Disgusting person who buys pumpkin spice Bailey's. Don't call. I know some lady's going to call and she's probably oh, half delicious. in the bottle already on a Friday I love afternoon. It. I put it in my coffee. I just put a little bit in my snifter and I sit in front of the fireplace, which actually doesn't work. <laughs> but I uh, but I close my eyes and I imagine a fire and uh, I eat some uh, Cheez-Its and my cat's on my lap. That's kind of what hey, I'm picturing. 50% of that sounded a lot like my life. <laughs> Cheez-Its, the cat, and the fireplace. Minus the brandy snifter of Bailey's exactly. pumpkin spice. The okay. fi- and my fireplace works. So. Thank uh, you. It's electric, though? Do you have an we electric fireplace? We have a fire- gas fireplace. Oh, okay. What? Did you just judge me? No. Are you sure? <laughs> no, we, we just, you know, put wood in our fireplace like nature intended. Listen, I'm not. Listen, know thyself, okay? <laughs> when we moved into our house and I said... We have a nice fireplace. That's beautiful. And I looked at my husband and I said, are we going to ever build a fire in there? And he said, probably not. And I said, and if we do, are we ever going to clean it out? And he goes, no. And I go, all right, we're calling Condor Fireplace in stone. And we did. Well, by all means, I want you to have the fireplace you want. Um, And you can have the one you want. And that's what makes America great. We we are traditional Americans at our home. Interesting. I am. I actually (laughs) like to live in the future. So, oh, really? Uh-huh. Do you? Do All you right, want to go? On. Do you want to do this game? Because I don't think you do. <laughs> we can play it a different day. Who lives in the future? Uh, not this guy that I'm about to tell you about. He, uh, well, no, actually, he was kind of living in the future. This guy in Pennsylvania, he showed up at an elementary school to vote and he was drunk. Now, showed up drunk. Oh, okay. Well. To vote. I mean, like, I'm sure he wasn't alone. Except for Bradley, he was alone. Why was he alone, you ask? Because he showed up to vote drunk on Monday. Uh. <laughs> 34-year-old Douglas Shuttlesworth went to his polling place in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania uh, to vote. Um, he was drunk. He was at an elementary school. And it was Monday. He was a day early. The staff called the cops the cops came and they arrested him for DUI. I mean, did he, was he really there to vote? I mean, allegedly, I don't, or was that like the, um, I'm I'm here to vote. No, but see, that's like smart. That would be smart thinking. True, That's true. That's a little too much for, you know, drunk shuttles worth. (sighs) Put it on your calendar. People, you always vote on Tuesdays. Yeah, it's always a Tuesday. It's Although a Tuesday. I've been drunk before. I know what that's like when you think something's happening and it's not. I've been a mom before and I know what it's like to think things are happening and it's not. I've tried to drop my children off at lessons that have been canceled. So I get it. I'm, what I'm saying is we all make mistakes. We all forget what day it is. We all get drunk and show up at the elementary school to vote on the wrong day. <laughs> it, it happens. Right? It happens. Yeah. 
All right. On that note, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to get to your answers to our daily snap judgment. Today we asked the question, Cookie Monster or Grover? Why did we ask this question? Because it's National Sesame Street Day. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a good, then we asked a good question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can you can answer that question if you haven't yet by going to facebook.com forward slash mytalk1071. And we'll re- answer, we'll read through your answers when we come back. And we will also get to the three to three, the three things you need to know before we go on mytalk1071. Lori and Julia. Dr. Phil is number one dot com. And we're doing everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer, And uh, now we will get to your answers to our Daily Snap Judgment on our Facebook page. Today we asked you, Cookie Monster or Grover? Are you ready? Yes. Why did we do this question again? Because it's National Sesame Street Day. It is Sesame Street Day and uh, we love Sesame Street. We do. Yeah. So in answer to the question, Valerie said... I feel like the cookie monster is plagued by the sugar dragon and should perhaps give the whole 30 a whirl. Grover seems to have it more together. Do you f- so Grover. Do you understand that um, the whole 30 has made an appearance, I think, every day this week on the Colleen and Bradley mm-hmm. show's Daily Snap Judgment? Something tells me. I, um, I think she's on like day 15 or 16. Okay, so it's the same person. It's the same person, and I'm pretty sure we're going to hear about it That's fine. until fine. she's done, I mean, until we're fine. at day 30. I mean, I like following your journey, Valerie, so thank yeah. you for bringing us along on it. Uh, let's see. Colleen, not me, said this is too hard. Cookie Monster because C is for Cookie and Colleen. Uh, hold on a second. I got to be ready for this one. Uh, Lisa says Grover because he seems to have his figured out and he isn't an overeater. Wow. <laughs> Judgy McJudger pants. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. Beth said, Cookie Monster, I just found out this year that he and I were born on the exact same date. My life is complete. Um, Cookie Monster has a birth date? I had no idea. I mean, everybody, everything, everything in the world has a birth date. Okay, but uh, Cookie Monster is not actually a human being? Right, but it was made on a date. I'm just saying, like, Cookie Monster came alive. Birth date. day, the day of your birth. I mean, we can play fast and loose with that, okay? Uh, okay. Katie said, Cookie Monster is so funny. Ding. Okay. Uh, and Barbara said, Grover, 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 near, far. Near, far. Listen, Super Grover is the is my favorite, Super by the way. Super Grover, away! Also my favorite, did you, and somebody did mention this on the Twitter machine, did you ever, when you were young, read the book, The Monster at the End of This Book? No, I don't think so. Oh my God. When I was a kid, it was one of my favorites, and then I got it for my kids, and they loved it. It's the most adorable book because, okay, spoiler alert, I'm just going to tell you about it. The, at the beginning, Grover is telling you that there's a monster at the end of the book, and he's so scared because he's terrified of monsters. And every time you turn the page, he has another harebrained idea about how he's going to keep us from getting to the monster at the end of the bro- book. Can you guess who the monster at the end of the he book is? is? He is. Because we're all monsters, Lovable, Colleen. furry, old Grover. And there's nothing monsters, to be scared Colleen. of. We should all be scared because we're all capable of horrible, terrible things. Oh, yeah, it's you know what's lovely about yes. Now that you say this, it is kind of a life lesson. What we learn at the end of that book is that there is a dark, evil 
piece of all the of us. The only monster you have to fear is the monster inside of you. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> on that happy note. Happy Friday. Uh, let's move over to the three to three. These are the three things you need to know before we go. At the end of the show, let's start with the 30-second pop culture challenge. We do that every day here on the Colleen and Bradley Show at 12.30. You can call in. You, there are 30 seconds, five questions. If you get them all correct, you could win a prize, but only at 12.30 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. And here's what it sounded like today. Which actor played Marty McFly in the 1980s sci-fi classic Back to the Future? Michael J. Fox. Who played the lead role in the 1982 American comedy Tootsie? Uh, Dustin Hoffman. Name one of the two actors whose characters got stuck traveling together on trains, planes, and automobiles. Um, Danny DeVito? Nope. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Nope. No, oh, Steve Martin. What is the name of Mickey Mouse's dog? Pluto. BB-8 is an android from what film franchise? Star Wars. Yes! She won! Wow, oh she gosh, got it today. What did she win? Happens. I forgot. She won uh, the nut job too. Nutty oh, by nature. Awesome. Nutty by nature. Mm-hmm. That's adorable. Uh, now, uh, number two on the three to three, the three things you need to know before we go. My favorite's always number two. Should we, should Wisconsin lower the drinking age? We uh, talked about that, the fact that Wisconsin is thinking about lowering the drinking age to 19. And here's how that went. Well, if you're 19 years old and you live in Wisconsin, uh, you might be bellying up to the bar pretty darn soon. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And uh, Wisconsin wants to lower their drinking age, Bradley? Yeah, so a bill moving through Wisconsin's state house would lower its drinking age to 19. That's a move the person who sponsored the bill hopes will undercut college binge drinking uh, in a state that's already booze-soaked. I'm assuming the rationale here is if we start people drinking earlier, they won't feel like it's such a naughty thing. Hence, you won't have as much binge drinking. What do you think? 651-641-1071. Should, should we, we lower ask the Donnie drinking age? Or should we- yeah, let's ask Donnie. Hey, Donnie. Okay, so I'm uh, old. And uh, thank so you for being the first. I'm to say so old. It. I when remember I, when, when I got to college. Eighteen. That was the drinking age. Eighteen. Wow. Wow. And and what and how? Like first thing I did was go to a frat party and get absolutely snockered. And was that the last time that happened? No. Yeah. See, I, but I did that too, and my drinking age was 21. I feel like you're going to do that anyway. You see, and that's the problem is that uh, like there's a lot there. There's very little actual like scientific analysis of the of the of the psyche of of be, right. of when it, you're really capable of making the decision about drinking blah blah blah. There's a lot like bandied about about you know well people are they're going to do it anyway et cetera et cetera et cetera but no like empirical evidence about what lowering the drinking age will actually do. Effect, yeah, not not that I'm aware of. I mean, do the, the Wisconsin people have some? Study there that they're some, citing to lower lowering the age. It's, it more actually has to do with uh, where the dollars are going and, and and being able to take to allow the police force to focus more on other things than on busting underage drinkers, etc. Now, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, of course, is against it. I I can see why. Yeah, but again, you know, I think okay. So at the end of the day, I always come down on this side of things. Like, um, let's try it and see. And if it doesn't work, you know, we're adults; we can stop things from happening. Well, I know it's hard to put a genie back in a bottle, but we've done it. How How do you know if it's working? 
Uh, working by uh, working, I guess what I mean is um, you would have outcomes that you you will then measure whether or not that solves all your problems. No, but you could, for example, measure do the incidence of, you know, binge drinking go down does, um, you know, well, well, I think drunk all, driving go up. It sort of all depends on what the objective is in the yeah. first place of making the law. Well, uh, okay, lest we think we're about to get into this conversation again, because we're not, because there's something more fun that we need to confront. (laughs) Yeah, Donnie, stop trying to be so serious. Alexis's diary. Oh, dear. Okay, ready? There was a guest today reading Alexis's diary Mm -hmm. on the morning show. Again, back in Lincroft, New Jersey, 1992, an 11-year-old Alexis Thompson. Note, due to sensitive subject matter, the role of young Alexis will be played by the understudy. Thank you. October 20th, 1992. Dear diary, Stacy got her period. Am I ever going to get mine? I'm almost 12, and I don't even have boobs. Kate got hers a full year ago. Her mom even got her a cute bag to hold her tampons and pads. (laughs) Aaron, Megan, Maureen, Laurel, Stacy, Audra, and me, we're all going trick-or-treating together. They all have their periods. (laughs) What are we going to be for Halloween? Bye for now. Love Alexis. Oh boy, those are priceless. I, I just that love amazing? that she's like, we're all going trick-or-treating, and she's done the inventory. They've all had their periods. <laughs> like somehow That's she's so out, she's left out of the club. That the best, a- the best part about that that you don't, you know, get from just hearing that is that Jason, because he stopped by our show earlier when we played this, Jason had no idea that the person who usually reads Alexis's diary wasn't going to be reading this one. Oh, I see. So he's, you know, yeah. buckled in waiting for the diary to be read and he thinks it's going to be that cute little girl. Yeah, yeah. And then imagine his surprise when 42-year-old <laughs> 42 42-year-old Bradley Trainer is bellyaching about <laughs> the understudy about not getting his period. I, you know, hey, look, I understand kids don't always want to talk about sensitive things. So mm-hmm. I was there for them. <sighs> Thank you for being the understudy, Bradley. It it provided us much laughter today. I was thinking too, like, did you ever, and Donnie, we were talking about this, like girls just have that extra layer of awkwardness that we just don't have. Or care about. Or mm-hmm. care about. But I do remember, here's another thing, and maybe this, oh, we don't have time. Oh. Wow. <laughs> we just don't. Wow, thanks Sorry, a lot. Guys. Do that another thanks day. Hey, everybody, we'll get to that on yeah, Monday. It wasn't just that wait exciting. a couple days. I promise. All right. Lori and Julia coming up next. He tells jokes and then forgets the punchline. It's terrible. terrible. Knock, knock. Wait, where am I? We'll be back on Monday on My Talk 1071.